Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. And welcome to New Books in the American West, part of the New Books Network. I'm your host, Stephen Hausman. Today, we're speaking with Kristen Epps. Dr. Epps is an associate professor of history at the University of Central Arkansas and is the author of Slavery on the Periphery, the Kansas-Missouri border in the antebellum and Civil War eras, which came out in 2016 and was just released in paperback this year with the University of Georgia Press. Kristen, welcome to the New Books Network. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Why don't we begin, as we usually do, by hearing about you? What's your background and what got you interested and involved with professional history in the first place? Well, I grew up in the West. I was actually born in Colorado and Western history is one of my first loves. I knew from a young age that I wanted to study the past. For many years, I actually thought I would be an archaeologist, but that sort of uh, shifted along the way somehow and I went to college as a history major. I did my graduate work at the College of William and Mary, where I wrote a master's thesis on John Brown and radical abolitionism. And I then went to the University of Kansas, where I got my PhD focusing on the 19th century United States and Bleeding Kansas and the topic of our discussion today. And just as kind of a quick note, I have lived in both Kansas and Missouri. Hmm. My dad's family has actually been in Missouri since the 1820s. So I have connections to both sides of this border. Well, I have to ask in that case, during your research, have you come across any family documents or any references to any of your family at all? No, they lived in what we call the boot heel area. That's the other side of the state. Uh, Um, So I don't have relatives to my knowledge on the border that I discussed, but I did have ancestors who were Confederate guerrillas on the Arkansas-Missouri border. So just a different border. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So then in that case, you kind of answered this, but let's go a little bit more in depth. What got you interested specifically in antebellum and Civil War era, Kansas and Missouri? Absolutely. That's a great question. It was kind of a circuitous route for me. Uh, I mentioned before I'm not native to the region. Uh, I was born in Colorado, like I said, but I went to college in Kansas City. I went to William Jewell College, which is a little liberal arts college. And while I was there, I actually got really interested in medieval European history and religious history, which is where I was really focusing my attention. But when I got a little further into the major and I started looking for internship opportunities, you know, I wanted to get, you know, hands-on experience in the field. There really weren't a lot of opportunities that had to do with medieval European history and religious history. There weren't, you know, historic sites or things like that that I could intern at. So I applied for an archival internship at the Kansas Historical Society, which is in Topeka. And the project that I worked on there is something called Territorial Kansas Online. And it's a digitization project where they're digitizing primary sources about Kansas's territorial period. And this is the period from 1854 to 1861 
that we call Bleeding Kansas. And uh, as I said, I was really a Europeanist. That was my thing at that particular moment. So I knew very little about Bleeding Kansas up to this point. But after reading a lot of primary and secondary sources during this internship, I just really fell in love with the topic. And while I was in the archives, I started to notice that primary sources were mentioning the presence of enslaved people in Kansas, but there was very little mention of that in most of the secondary sources that had been published to that point. There were references to slavery as an institution or references to it in sort of this abstract sense. Uh, but I found that really interesting. That was eye-opening for me. So I thought, well, why is that the case? Why are we not talking about these people who were living here and experiencing this sectional crisis in Kansas. So I thought that was interesting. I kind of filed it away in the back 